0: The sacred writings of the Baha'i Faith teach that music is a ladder for the soul. My name is Jack Gordon, host of Interfaith-ish. On this ongoing series of conversations that I'm calling Soul Ladder Music, I invite you to climb with me as we hear songs and stories from a diverse array of musicians who connect sound and spirit. Ofosu jones corte is a consummate artist who performs under the moniker Born I, as a rapper, Afosu draws from the spiritual formation in the Buddhist tradition and blends those themes with stories of being the son of Ghanaian immigrants, his challenges with substance abuse, and his experience as a father of four. Afosu is also a mindfulness teacher, a designer, a children's book author, and, as you'll hear in our conversation, someone who seems genuinely excited about pouring all his creative energy into helping people find balance, healing and peace within themselves and the world around them. Enjoy my conversation with Born Eye.
1: Look at yourself in this moment. Ask yourself, how do you feel? All that you know is the moment. That's the only thing that's real. Look at yourself in this moment. Ask yourself, how do you feel? All that you know is this moment. That's the only thing that's real. Look at yourself in this moment. Ask yourself, how do you feel? All that you know is this moment it's the only thing that is real Moments they come and these moments they go If we come back again it's the infinite flow But until then we still in the moment forever The past is forgotten, the future is never the present It's all that we know and can measure Joy in the pain and the pain and the pleasure Making it better or making it worse If it's the second then make it reverse Until the day that I'm laid in the hearse I'ma just be out here making it work I fell in love with cocaine as a flirt Search with the feeling, escaping the hurt Mixing with Tito's, no mixing with needles I'm wet like a fish and I'm high like an eagle Becoming the villain, supplying my ego One moment a hero Next, when I'm evil, I don't know who I am half of the time. Let it all go if I black out, it's fine. I'm sick of dealing with life is a chore. Really don't want to feel nothing no more. Do it from sundown to sundown again. racing myself for the come down again. Hating myself in the come down again. Wait for the party to come round again. I know my teacher would be disappointed. All of the training he gave me was pointless. But even though right now I feel like I'm worthless, I'ma just look at my mind and observe it. Ask yourself, how do you feel? All that you know is this moment. That's the only
0: thing that's real. So, I want to say that the the first time that I encountered you and your music, I, I literally just stumbled into uh, a concert of yours that you were giving at the at the Kennedy Center. Oh. And I was there on a work assignment and just opened the door and happened to come across your your performance and I saw this rapper in gold heels and a leather jacket and a West African straw hat and rocking some sort of glyphs yeah. painted on his face and you had a harpist and a dj yeah. and a backup dancer with a pyramid style mask yeah. doing yoga poses <laughs> and i was like what is this where am i you know there was a lot going on here but yeah. it all it all kind of worked it, it mm. really uh, it felt cohesive in a in a in a bizarre way <laughs> um and i'll say that folks should really check out that millennium stage um show the recording on you. youtube yeah um, but I wanted to just start by, first of all, congratulating you for really having epic uh, stage presence. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, just wanted to ask you if you could, if you could break down some of those elements of, of mm. how you bring these different aspects of who you are um, to your show.
2: Sure, sure. Well, um, thank you so much that for for that uh, sweet acknowledgement and the. Kind words there. It's really actually um, important to me that it that what I'm doing comes across that way. At least you know most of the time. So I I really appreciate hearing that. Um, I what I am doing as an artist, really, and just as a person, is giving myself permission for um, my authentic living expression to mm-hmm. just be that. And as um, my parents are from Ghana in West Africa, I'm a first generation American. I was born here, but I'm a Ghanaian American. So I I am deeply connected to my Ghanaian culture. My mother introduced me to Buddhism when I was very young. Oh, wow. So they were very liberal in in terms of my um, spiritual education. So I Mm. got the opportunity to... To try on a lot of different spiritual hats, and, then, and when I got to college, I came back to Buddhism as my then girlfriend, now wife, was pregnant with our first child. There was just wow. something about Buddhism that was calling me in relation to having my uh, my daughter, and I've stuck with it since then. So I'm just I'm just. I'm just kind of like doing me to the fullest on stage, you know. What I'm I saying? mean, that like... that is very clear. I said, <laughs> yeah. you know,
0: whoever this person is, they've got a lot to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they're bringing their friends with them. I thought it was really cool that that um, that you incorporated, um, you know, hip hop production and live music and dance, uh, but yeah. not necessarily, you know, like like b boy dancing or b girl dancing, mm-hmm. you know, and and it was and. It had all of these different religious uh, references and spiritual references in the video projection mm-hmm. um, and the types of, of uh, visuals that you were drawing from. Um, so yeah, so I I I I got a hundred percent that this was this was a person <laughs> who had a lot of experience and a lot of things to say and share. I hear you saying about your 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 mother introducing you to Buddhism at a young age was that something that was sort of a revelation for for her as well do you have mm. a strong i know you know Ghana are have a very strong christian tradition yeah. um as as well as uh you know native traditions to to yeah. uh to the region yep. um so i'm curious how your family intersected and and how your mom came to buddhism too
2: i know that my mom was having some um emotional ch- challenges some you know during that time of her life, she was a new mother. Mm. She hadn't been in the country for very long. Um, there's and um, and you know she was just her and my dad were a new couple. So all of, all of these all of these things, and I feel and I know she mentioned that there was some incredulity that she experienced from the Christian tradition she grew up with mm. in Ghana. As it related to how they treated her dad, my grandfather, when he passed away, and mm. it was it was like the the scales came off of her eyes, you know, wow. in in that moment. So I think she was disillusioned a little bit with with Christianity in in some ways, and I mean not totally, but I think as as a life path, you know. Yeah. And um, I know that during that period of time there were some black artists who had come into Buddhist practice and were pretty vocal about it. People like Herbie Hancock, Tina Turner, um, John Coltrane, Alice Coltrane, Pharoah Sanders, all of these, there, there was, there was a, a wave of, you know, this, of Eastern influence happening amongst artists in general and, uh, you know, black artists as well. So I surmise that, you know, particularly around Tina Turner's story, maybe there was some cross connection with my mom. Cause it wasn't just my mom, it was some of her friends too were mm. visiting the temple and my mom was practicing in the Nichiren tradition where they chant Nam-myoho-renge-kyo. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so um, so I what she did say was that she was really looking for peace of mind and she was beginning to practice yoga as well. My mom and I, I'm an only child. My mom and I are very, very close. And so she would just take me everywhere, you know? So she'd take me to the yoga studio and then I'd just like sit in the corner while they were doing yoga. I mean, I'm sure there's an element of like affordable childcare happening here as well. (laughs) But- It's uh, a safe place for a kid to sit and observe. And observe. And then she'd take me to- She'd take me to the temple also, and I would see these monks in robes and everybody, you know, droning in this chanting that was really fascinating to me, and the incense, the whole atmosphere. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, that, that was, uh, I'm sure, I, I know she was looking for peace of mind and that she was finding it through the, through the practice of Buddhism,
1: yeah. Homage to the jewel that's within the lotus. I sit still and I begin to focus. I know the feeling when you feeling hopeless the only thing that's real is in this moment. Life is still a mystery, futuristic history. Couldn't see the present and I used to let it get to me. Healing transformation, needed amputation from the things I was afraid of for my inner activation. I was watching Aristotle, philosophies I borrow. Yesterday is not tomorrow, so today is what I follow. Gifted by the present, I'm lifted by the presence of my great grandmother who predicted my ascendance. So why I feel so low though, really I don't know though, maybe it's the cocoa the fear of living slow-mo or maybe it's the vocals of the teachings i ignored so now i feel it in my spirit manifested in my torso i admit i'm blinded women golden diamonds all my insecurities expressed through my desires Take it for the love of it. Hate myself because of it. Still I sit in meditation waiting for the mothership. What if I discover through my blood and through my struggles? Maybe wisdom is the belt and then compassion is the buckle. Recognize the emptiness combined with inner friendliness. If I ever forget it, I just pray that I remember this. (laughs) Oh, money, pop me home.
0: I think it's beautiful how, in a number of the tracks on your album, um, you've woven together certain chants and meditations, prayers. I'm going to mispronounce it, but Om Mani Padme Home. Yeah,
2: that that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's great pronunciation. Om Mani
0: Padme yeah. Um And I, what what were the the samples that you chose uh, for this production?
2: So interestingly enough, that is the producer. Um, uh, his, his production name is Dark D A R C. And yeah, he heard. I had sent him a recording of a Tibetan monk chanting Omani Padme Hum and he took that and sang it on his own in his own way and mm. uh and sampled himself. So <laughs> Okay. So oh, yeah, cool, 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 so so, cool. so that so that's so the same the, the the same guy who made the beat, he he also he also sang uh uh, Saying the chant as well.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, a lot of what what occurred to me while I was listening to it was, you know, a lot of hip hop pulls from, um, obviously not not just the very deep, you know, soul music uh, sure. tradition and 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 classic R and B and and funk and mixing that up, but but mixing in some of these Eastern influences as well. Playing, you know, there are a lot of, you know, famous things I can think of. Jay Z, for example, pulling yeah. from Indian. Bollywood tracks and, um, um, and, and then, you know, uh, Wu Tang pulling on, on different, like, uh, Kung Fu films and mixing in some of the soundtracks from those. And I'm curious for you as somebody who also, you know, walks this Buddhist, Buddhist path, um, you know, how you, uh, treat, treat these things, uh, as sacred as opposed Mm. to, you know, simply like, That's, you know, just got an excellent beat and I'm going to mix it up. And, you know, it's sort of borderline like appropriating, you know, these these tunes from other cultures. You know,
2: there was a time where I was probably less curious about that question. Like, is this appropriation Mm. or is this is this just an authentic expression Um, when I was younger? Because, you know, everybody was sampling everything and it was just, you know. But, um, as I've gotten older and as those questions of appropriation have become more, you know, a part of our our ongoing conversation as a society, I have become more sensitive to um, to that. And for me, it's a it's really around, is this the intention? It's really around the intention and and the amount of like knowledge that I personally have mm. about, um, what it is that I might be referencing or relating or or sampling, et cetera. So the so the mantra, Omani Padme home, I personally chant that mantra. it's a it's my family's mantra. when when my children go to sleep, we do a call and response, mani Padme, and then they say they all say whom. or when I'm leaving for a long time, you know, we have that as our or even when we leave and go to school, that's just like our, you know, it's our thing as a family, you know, so Omani Padme home is, and and if I had to talk about the the meaning of the six syllable mantra, you know, uh, I, I I I've I've worked with it enough where I can talk about it, and also say that there are so many layers to it that I still don't have
1: mm. all
2: of them, you know. But it but it essentially you know is 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 an exhortation of the entire path of enlightenment, where Mani, uh, the jewel, and Padme, the lotus, represent wisdom and compassion, and whom mm-hmm. is like the syllable that seals them together. And so mm-hmm. essentially what Omani Padme, whom is saying is that through the union of wisdom and compassion, you can become an awakened or enlightened person. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm, a pro, if, I'm gonna, if I'm going to use a mantra in my music, um, then it should be something that I use in my daily life or that I have deep reverence and understanding for. Same with, same with my, same with how I choose to present. Like right now I'm wearing a Vajra necklace and, uh, you know, from, from Bhutan and, um, um, and a, and an, a gold amulet from Thailand, you know, with a monastic inside. And I'm just, you know, I've, I've, I'm not just wearing these as jewelry to look good. They're, there is an aesthetic component to it that I enjoy, right. but I want my aesthetics to be meaningful. So I understand what I'm wearing also and I and and it's not that like, oh, this looks cool and this is from this exotic culture and let me just rock it. You know, you know, the mm-hmm. the, the Vajra represents the adamantine quality of awakening or the lightning bolt that happens when, you know, you're your obscurations vanish, you know, and um, uh, give me chills. Yeah. That's, I, I love that idea. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's so so beautiful. you know, it's, it's it's that sort of thing. Like when I'm when I'm bringing this stuff into my music, it's just it's it's meaningful to me. It's real to me. Yeah. I I want to add a caveat that I'm just a practitioner on the path. So I'm just I'm still, you know, quite flawed as a human being. <laughs> so <laughs> though I adding these things to my music and presenting spirituality in my music doesn't mean that I am an infallible or or, or like more spiritual than somebody else or anything like that you know it's sure. it's it's that these are these are my north stars and that's what I and I'm I'm stumbling my way through it <laughs> as I continue on the path
0: you know you you mentioned that your mother um drew on on these traditions um to help her work through the experience of uh, a new immigrant to this country um I'm curious for you as as you know the son of of immigrants what were some of the things that that led you on that path to then reconnect uh with that 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 um Buddhist tradition what were the things that you were working through as a as a young man yeah
2: um I I, you know I've always had an inclination towards spirituality mm. um and um and asking the profound questions of like what is even going on here <laughs> and that was that was something that I was really interested in as a kid you know I remember asking this question used to really um come up for me a lot so it's asking my dad so like so we're so we're kind of dying every minute aren't aren't we we're just always you know and i think and this is <laughs> like, a pretty deep thing for a kid to ask about. in my single digits i would ask this question <laughs> and, I'd, and i'd bring it up again and again I and like it. so like so like right wow. now we're just we're slowly dying is that that's right dad and i just <laughs> and i and I know. I I feel like it was probably tough for my dad cuz my yeah. my father is a very deep thinker. And so I I inherited that. I you know, my mother-in-law likes to say like you know, people come by things honestly. I I came by that pretty honestly. That's just how yeah. how it was for me. But there was also this feeling of um as an only child, there's there's just a natural kind of aloneness that you have. And then also um, there's a poem by Edgar Allan Poe called "Alone," and the, and it opens. But from childhood's hour, I have not been as others were. I have not seen as others saw. I could not bring my passions from a common spring. And mm. um, it's it just speaks to this kind of existential loneliness. I'm like an, I'm kind of an extroverted person, but still, just just spending a lot of time inside and in my own thoughts. You know, I think that it primed me for um uh, a spiritual search that would allow me to go inward i mean i practice yeah. i i i i practice christianity for a, a long time but it was really my i want i read the bible on my own i wanted mm. to have my own sort of personal relationship with god i studied the quran i, I you know i i I I read and reread the Old Testament and 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 all of the different um, kind of like black nationalist hybrid movements that are connected with spirituality from sure. five five percent nation nation of Islam Rastafarianism, just kind of moving through all of these different traditions and um, and then I was in school I read the Bhagavad Gita because I think I, we we had to and. Uh, um, but I was also at this time starting to really get into John Coltrane a lot, and get into a lot of the mystic jazz artists like John Coltrane and Pharoah Sanders, and um, um, uh, just and and just that that whole cadre of and, and Alice Coltrane and um, Ornette Coleman and you know Charles Mingus and but but even more specifically, just like the. The, the real seekers, um, the spiritual seekers, and so that was kind of right. inf, in, in, informing the search. And um, I read the Bhagavad Gita. I was really moved by it, and I started. And and then it didn't hurt that my my wife's my girlfriend's mom was a meditation teacher. So we were. I was going on retreats with my girlfriend and getting back into it. So it all kind of happened uh, um, organically. It came from this. It it came from this place of just having this bent of pondering deeply, like what is happening in life, finding, you know, feeling moments of, of, of sort of deep loneliness. And, um, and then, um, moments of ostracization, ostracization, or, (laughs) you know, moments of being kind of culturally rejected and, um, you know, in, in school and feeling like an outsider. And, um, um, and, um, yeah, and and just wanting to figure out things on my own.
0: So referencing uh, Alice Coltrane, you know, of course, this brings to mind the the Coltrane Church, um, but I don't actually know very much about, about the history of how Alice uh, became a a swami, right? Has has that
2: title of swami. So, do you know that story? What? How do you? How do you intersect with that community? Swami Turiya Sangitananda, I believe, is Alice's um, spiritual name, and um, you know she met Swami Satchitananda, a a Hindu guru. I don't remember Mm. when you know that happened, but it was quite transformative for her and you began to see her music change um, after the album uh, journey into Sachi Dananda. Um, you know, I'm, I, 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 I know that after John Coltrane passed away, it sent her into a deep sadness and, um, and she went very deep into her meditation practice. Then and she said that she basically cut herself off from everybody and just went into a meditation where she kind of like met God face to face and just uh, walked hand in hand, you know, and and oh. and and almost didn't come back from that, but then decided to. So this was like she really gave herself over to her to her meditation and to wanting this union with the divine. And um, and when she and she went through a lot of like spiritual trials and you know she went through a lot and um, um, and came out of that and I think um, began to infuse what she was learning um, through her devotional practices in um, in her traditions and infuse that into. Her music and so after a while the music wasn't sounding like traditional jazz anymore but it was sounding like something completely different i mean she was making she had come from a a church background so you're hearing her playing on the organ and the fender roads in the black gospel music tradition but then and but then adding like um hindu um kirtans and devotional modalities to that and so it's you know it's that kind of like spiritual cross-pollination that I found super inspiring that like you probably saw in my show also it's like for sure what what are these elements that how can we how can we how can we blend um yeah how can we blend these elements that are kind of reaching for similar things just in different ways and and put it together in uh in in something unique yeah so yeah, Alice is I I count Alice as one of my spiritual teachers. There's mm. there've been times where I spent, you know, every day that I've meditated, you know, I've I would spend just listening to her music and um, you know, when I've gone through difficult times in my life, I could almost hear her Talking to me, you know, in my meditation practice, and just gently, kind of guiding me through those things. So, well, yeah, she's definitely a spiritual mom of mine for sure.
1: <laughs> the mind heavy mental, heavy mental, heavy mental, heavy mental. Jesus Christ, heavy mental, heavy mental, heavy mental. Heavy mental. Everything brings in heavy mental day. Today, today, you will experience something heavy mental, heavy mental, heavy mental. Never done heavy mental, heavy mental, heavy mental, heavy mental. Information begins gathering. Starting to pattern in the stargate towards Saturn I've always appreciated when when
0: guests in particular have brought in hip hop to the conversation on their list of, of inspirational tracks because especially when there's a rapper who presents uh, like like Philippriest Flow, it's like an it's like a static poetry. Uh-huh. Um you know it's it's connecting with on all these levels with all this imagery from the specific to the universal yeah. biblical references out to ast- uh, astrology and and science and and so yeah I just wanted to, to hear your reflections on how do you connect with that song and and
2: and why would you put that one on your list <laughs> you know it's it's funny because it's really as a rapper when when you're asked about like you know give us give us just a small handful of songs that are uh, that are <laughs> that are referential for your for you know for you as, as in your own spiritual progress and stuff like that there are so many and i could have said i could have said um 12 Jewels um, by the Gravediggers. Um, I could have said Heaven or Hell by Ghostface and Raekwon. Mm-hmm. I could have said um, um, Queens Get the Money by Nas. Uh, mm-hmm. I could have said um, um, Sun, Sun Shower by the RZA. There are so many, but I but Heavy Mental by Killer Priest is one of the most mind-blowing I have not listened to it in a, in a, in a long time, but I know without a doubt, like it was life changing for me. I, there, there would be no in this moment album. There would be no me as like an MC, the type of MC that I am without that song. And, uh, it was, it, it's, It sounds like he's just channeling a download of spiritual information and receiving it in real time and delivering it super clearly the way that you would hear about like the prophets of old, you know, receiving the the divine instruction and, and then just delivering it. I mean, it is such an opus. It is epic, you know, and... I first heard that in like '97 or '98 or something like that, or right. And right. Uh, um, it was like, oh, this is the type of rapper I want to be. You know, this is the type; these are the types of things that I want to say. This is like the feeling that I want to, 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 to leave people with, just like wow. And so that even if you don't listen to it for a long time, it's still it still impacts you for, for years, years. So, so yeah, heavy mental. It's. I mean, he's rapping over a didgeridoo and, and <laughs> exactly, and, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so it's. It's. I realized going back to listen to that, I was like, oh, this is part of why you're sitting here rapping over singing bowls and harps and stuff yeah. like that. Like, you, <laughs> you, 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 were taking cues Killer Priest was somebody. Yeah, I, I read a comment on the video. It was like, God, Killer Priest was rapping over binaural beats before it was even a thing. And um, mm. yeah, he, it's just like wow and there's and it's so it's the it sounds like he's in outer space also and it's just like these little faint whistles in the background and the didgeridoo and he's just going off and uh yeah it 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 was a musical education when you, you you can listen to that song so many different times and get so many different things out of it it's a musical education it's, an, it's a it's a lesson in minimalism and maximalism happening at the same time. The background is so mi- minimal but the lyrics are so maximal it's just like an onslaught. but like he's still it's still guidance. he's still taking you through the chambers. I mean, yeah, so it's it, it's what I was saying about uh, what
0: I hear in your music as well. so it's not surprising to hear that it's like a direct reference because because yeah, it's like you're saying this is somebody who is clearly, to borrow a line i heard once from tony medina well read and always reading you know <laughs> that that it's just i've got so much stuff in my brain right now yeah. and like you said it's just an automatic download just coming out of there yeah. all at once and you're going to and you're trying to catch all the references but like you said you have to listen to it over and over yeah. and over again each time it's going to be a different thing
1: yeah
2: yeah when you know what his sort of spiritual leanings are and and you and you know like what his spiritual perspective kind of is then you it stops being it can feel random at first that it's just this is just a bunch of like words put together but like he's really guiding you through the process of spiritual awakening for for Mm. him you know and 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 what
0: and what is his background? What do you, um... I
2: mean, you know, Killer Priest c- comes from, in my interpretation, a background that infuses um, the Hebrew Israelite um, uh, spirituality as well as uh, the nation of the gods and earths and um, and nation of Islam. But I think a lot of it is formed from the Hebrew Israelite um, tradition, and mm-hmm. which you know, which for anybody who doesn't know is a um, is a black revolutionary expression of Judaism. Um, and yeah, actually I could just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've seen them on the corner with the yes, born. You have, if you, <laughs> if you're in you know DC, if you've seen them. <laughs> you have seen them at gallery place, those, it's, and, and you've seen them on U street right. and yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, um and you've, you, maybe you've read the pamphlets and stuff like that, you know? So, um, um, so yeah so then you're hearing when you listen to heavy mental from that perspective you're like wow you know he's he's walking you through he's walking you through his own spiritual path as well like the, he's walking right. and and and, uh, and that makes it even more special I mean to me at least yeah do, 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 do.
1: i be sure that
0: I'll be
1: loving you always. Cause now, can't reveal the mystery of tomorrow.
0: The, the Stevie Wonder song, as that you picked yeah. um, is a song that actually resonated with one of our, our other guests in this series, Ayana oh, wow. Gregory. Oh, nice. And uh, during that conversation, I, I commented that it, it's, it's, it struck me um, like a, a Sufi zikr. Um, mm. This repetitive chanting of these conditions of love over and over and over again. Um, so I'm curious for you how does how does that song affect you and when you listen to it yeah does it feel like a prayer
2: yeah it feels like to me as is the greatest song ever written by a human Um, (laughs) I love it I just I think that I think it's I think it's music's I think it's just the the most perfect example of what music can be. You know, it's, right. it is, I have just sat on my couch and cried so deeply to this song in thinking about how I feel about my children, how I feel about my wife, how I feel about my parents, how I feel about, mm. how I feel about the world, you know, how I feel about, um, you know, I just, this, um this, this endless ocean of love you know and um that's completely unconditional but not just unconditional it's powerful it's enduring it's it's active it's all consuming it's uh it's endless um right there's you know and it does feel it's a prayer it's a promise though you know it's it's uh um intiknan han says that talks a lot about the reality of no birth and no death and death is something i think about a lot and i i in that in in this song i've i i could at least say to my children like if you really want to know how how long i'll be with you you know listen to this mm. song you know mm. if you, if mm. no matter what changes i phase well. change into after my human life is done like think just listen to the love that is expressed in this song, that is how long I will, uh, I'll be loving you, you know? So what a beautiful gift for them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's a very special one for me.
0: Your mother passed on so much of this uh, spir- spiritual tradition then to you. And I'm curious now as a father, mm. how do you approach a, uh, um, being, being a, a spiritual teacher, a spiritual guide for your, mm. for your own children in this, in this moment?
2: It can be tricky because whereas my mom gave me a gentle in a gentle introduction and um and 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 just allowed me to kind of come along for the ride and um you know with me so right now you know my work as a musician and as a meditation teacher they they overlap a lot and mm. um whether it's the work that I do, you know, with the Balance Meditation app, um, or if it's a performance at the Kennedy Center or this on Friday, I leave to teach a week long retreat um, at Seven Oaks Retreat Center um, for for adults. And then, you know, so it's it's, so, you know, their dad's kind of like this weird guy who teaches and makes music and and tries (laughs) to bring them all those things together. Yeah. You know, I have teenage I have a, I have a young adult, a teenager and two smaller kids. So, my two older kids um when I started they kind of they saw all of this sort of unfolding very organically. Like it's it's very built in now for my two youngest kids, but my two older ones like I was just volunteer teaching of the family mindfulness program with the Insight Meditation Community of Washington, IMCW. I just I fell into that by accident, really, you know, I was, mm. I was, I used to attend those classes, and then I was asked to co-lead one. And then eventually, I became one, I became the one of the lead teachers. And it's been going on now for 16 years. But it's been, it it was always a way for me to bring my kids so that they could experience other kids, you know, practicing the same kinds of things, and, you know, etc. And then, I never wanted to be too overt in the household with, okay, it's time to meditate or okay, it's time to, and I still haven't done that. I, I, I the, the invitation is always there to come right. and sit with me if I'm practicing. But I think the great thing that my parents did was not try to force me to do mm-hmm. anything or believe anything. So um, with my career as a teacher, I never had any ambition for that it just kept happening and and I kind of had to just accept that okay this is a part of your life now and um and my youngest kids would come on retreats and then the beautiful thing is they started to find the value in going on retreats on their own so then they would they would opt into going to a teen retreat or you know mm. uh, or they would just have a lot of enthusiasm about going to a, a and these are retreats that i'm not teaching anymore that it's just like they're it's a part of their own spiritual path now and um and with my younger ones the pandemic really kind of put a big pause button on the regular things that we do together externally like going to classes or going on retreats and stuff like that but i think they see me they know i have a daily meditation practice they know it's it it's so much baked into just who their dad is now that yeah. i i we have like and what we would do during the pandemic like we would get together and do like a gratitude gathering everybody like talking about you know what are they grateful for in this moment and maybe we would draw pictures of that and just a way for the family to to connect but um i'm very wary of trying to indoctr like there's enough indoctrination happening based on the aesthetic of how i keep this house you know there's 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 no way you can there's I love no, that right now like there's a buddha here there's a buddha there there's a buddha there there's a buddha there there's there's oh, there's a bunch of batman over there there's a buddha <laughs> there you know batman buddha's mixed y- in. mixed it <laughs> th- there's nowhere you can look in this house right. and get not Mrs. is dead yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know so I'm not trying beyond that it's really I'm what i what i didn't what i wasn't so big big on with the younger one with the older ones that i'm doing i'm trying to do with the older ones is just to um to to remind them to be kind to themselves you know to to practice self-compassion and that is uh that's yeah yeah and i you know i try to as the as my oldest ones got older i try to give them a little bit more backstory about about buddhism and yeah you know they 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 get it it's around and it's a part of who their dad is and uh so i think and i think that's really it i think how how i how i authentically live what it is that i'm trying to impart you know is going to be the bigger deal yeah so um when you have teenagers, they see all the holes in your operation and all your hypocrisies and all that stuff. And so then they, they call you out on that. And, uh, it makes it, it I mean, they're, they're wonderful teachers in, in that respect too, because they make you, they make you tighten up a little bit. Yeah. They're not, they're um, not, uh, yeah, they're not, um, they're not fooled by the song and dance as much. Yeah. They're like, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, tell me about this children's book that you've got uh, coming out. What's what was the inspiration for that, and what's what yeah. do you touch on that story?
2: It's called "Love Your Amazing Self." I know people can't see, but I'll show you the cover because it's sitting right here. And I'm okay. Very, yeah, I'm is very,
0: it is it published or is it a pre
2: uh, pre uh, uh, release that you have? there? It, so I have the pre release now. Yeah, it, nice. it, 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 it 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 will be out on November 22nd of this year. So just under a month, <laughs> and um. The first book I wrote was called "You Are Enough," and that is the that's the that that's my uh, my my guiding personal mantra. That's my message to the universe: "You are enough." Great. You know that's yes. the it's the, that's the name of my record label. All of that stuff, my clothing mm-hmm. line, et cetera. So, you know, I put out "You Are Enough" as a self-published book, um, uh, illustrated by my good friend um, Allison Hamilton, and then um, I-, I think. Again, you know, I mentioned the the balance meditation app. You know that that I've been on. Uh, the, I've been the voice of that app, the second voice on, on that app, um, for going on four years now, and and it's grown quite a lot. We have oh, mm. close to four million subscribers now, and wow, I, I feel Incredible. I feel like this publisher, Story Publishing. I think, if I remember correctly, the editor came to find out about me through balance and then went to my instagram and saw all the music stuff i do also and then um just reached out and was like hey you know you seem like an interesting person would you be we saw that you self-published a book would you be interested in having you know a published children's book and we'll work on it together so they reached out to me and i was like yeah i would love i would love to do another like self-compassion book you know for for little ones and um so it's called love your amazing self joyful verses for young voices and it's written like little baby raps um let's see i can let me see if i can read like a quick excerpt yeah from let's one. Spit um, some baby bars say some baby bars um <laughs> uh, so this is just the opening one here we go um it's called this is this is this little uh baby bar is called loving your amazing self um What are the things that make you who you are? What makes you you? What makes you laugh or say the smart and funny things you do? When I see you, I see someone unique like no one else. Take some time to think on what you love about yourself, your eyes, your hair, the clothes you wear, your skin, a perfect tone, the way you help make people smile and never feel alone. The way you sing, the way you speak, the music in your heart, the way you never give up. When you go, you go so hard. You're in this world to be just who you are and no one else. So take a deep breath, close your eyes and say, I love myself. And uh yeah, oh, so, so good. Thanks. There's like 15 of these and uh, and then That's little act- little activities that that families can do together. And um, I'm you know, I've got my singing bowls here. I'm, I'm gonna be doing um, a meditative audiobook, which is just me reading these verses over my singing bowls. and then I'm gonna do an actual album album of uh, you know, with a with a special collaborator, I can't I can't divulge too much just now. But um, so as as uh, as the months roll on, there'll be a lot of accompanying media to join uh, to join the book. But yeah, it's one of those that's so exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's one of, it's a it's a book that I wish I would have had in my uh, young library, and um, hopefully, it's something fun and um, enjoyable for for young people. <laughs>
1: this is for all the new avatars 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 this is for all the new battle scars It's a big universe after all it's been a journey I travel far. I'm letting go of the handlebars this is for all the new avatars 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 still on a mission for peace of mind. So my position got redefined And though I still feel the need to shine Pray for the wisdom to see when blind walking and sleeping and talking while dreaming. Somewhere in between is the path that I'm seeking. I'm part of the sky and I'm part of the street. Cause I quarrel when Christopher Wallace was breathing. I'm walking with demons, walking with Buddhas. The truth is I'm friends with both Jesus and Judas. I meditate on how my breathing is moving. Been reincarnated since Caesar was ruling. Seeking improvement, seeking instruction. Sometimes it feels like I'm just seeking destruction. My happiness still doesn't equal my suffering. Sometimes I wish I could hit reset or something. But this is the moment. This is the moment. No way to go, homie. This is the moment. I'm closing my my eyes and my spirit is open I pray for compassion and wisdom to flow in. I just want to thank you for taking the time for hearing me out on what ways on my mind until your own self found a way to be kind. I pray that you take it one day at a time. This is for
0: all the new avatars For your song New avatars um, you know thinking about this next generation, thinking about people coming up after you, I wondered if that song had to do with legacy about speaking to
2: you know who are who are the new avatars that you're talking to in that song yeah yeah i definitely am because i i see you know if you go on twitter it's always seems like the world is on fire and that everything is doom and gloom you know and uh if you turn on the news cycle you get that sense also but then when i see my own kids or just what young and the young people who come who i see on retreat or just watching like gen z kids in general how aware they are of, mm. and, and how important it is. I mean, to to have been checked by my own children about like, you can't say that anymore, or, you know, you have to, you can't, uh, that mode of thinking is outdated, you can't, you know, uh-huh. all that type of stuff. And to um, just learning from, learning from them, watching them, you know, I, I feel like, I do feel a lot of optimism for the future this generation seems so awake, um, and, um, in so many ways and so much more free. And so it, you know, w- new avatars is, um, it begins with the, a prayer from Shantideva's, um, um, a guide to the Bodhisattva's way of life. And, mm. you know, may I, may I at all times, um, may I become at all times, you know, uh, uh a bridge for for those a, a bridge for those who need you know who have rivers to cross uh, a boat for those who have oceans to cross you know mm. may, may I be medicine for those who are sick and it's just like this uh this prayer to be of service in the most profound ways possible and um and that also, it ends with that prayer. Ends with for as long as space endures, and for as long as living beings remain, may I too remain to dispel the misery of the world. And it's like a commitment to continuing to come back again and again and again, whether it's in this lifetime or over successive lifetimes, to um, to, to to lend a helping hand to um, and to help to help living beings be happier and to be more awake. So, I see this new generation as a part of that. Ex, as, as part of that expression they're here they're back again or they're here in this moment to elevate the consciousness of uh of the planet and um and so i just wanted to say that you know i see them and as somebody who's a few steps ahead of you just in years you know just to feel to feel emboldened in this uh mission to help people wake up
0: well as as we're wrapping up here the title of this series that we're doing soul ladder music it comes from a quote from the Baha'i tradition Mm. which says that music is like a ladder for our souls and I wanted to to hear how that imagery hits you and 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 how you see the music that you're creating uh Mm. how it can be a ladder for yourself and others
2: Mm, yeah yeah I um hmm well, I love that idea that music is uh, a ladder for the soul. It it evokes images for me from the Buddhist perspective of the lotus arising from the mud. Um mm. and and there is a there is a, a phrase by Thich Nhat Hanh, He says no mud, no lotus. That basically without the challenges and the difficulties and the mistakes that we make and and the traumas that we endure, without the mud of life, you know, we cannot give rise to the lotus of wisdom and compassion, um, uh, and and so these two things they they are uh, interrelated, and um, when I think about the the ladder of the soul, that music helps uh, helps the soul climb that ladder. Um, yeah, it makes me think of the Lotus rising up from the mud. Uh, that's what the journey has been continues to be for me. And it, and it's, and it's, that's what this album has done for me personally. Like I was able to write myself up and out of a place of darkness and, mm. um, and to create something that, um, is, gives me light and, uh, hopefully gives light to others. So, um, yeah. So I think that music has the ability to to heal, to inform, to inspire, and to to lift um, both the creator and the um, experiencer.
0: Yeah, that's great. Fosu, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it, and I'm 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 just my 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 life is made better by the music that you put out in the world so thank thank you you so much
2: i really appreciate you (laughs) saying that man that's that's uh that's the whole point honestly so thank you
0: thanks for making the climb with me this week on soul ladder music if you liked what you heard from born eye be sure to find his latest album in this moment at borneyemusic.com that's b-o-r-n-i-m-u-s-i-c dot com you can also find Borni across social media and look for him leading mindfulness exercises on the balance meditation app and as mentioned be sure to look for the children's book love your amazing self out later in november as always i'll have links to all the songs in this episode in our show notes And check out the Soul Ladder Music playlist on Spotify for a running list of all the music played during this series. Thanks to Jeff Philosopher for providing our theme music. And a big thank you and welcome to our show's new associate producer, Aiden Keys, who made this show happen. Keep tuning in to WOWD 94.3 FM Tacoma Radio for great music and programs seven days a week, streaming online at TacomaRadio.org.